Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Wow, 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 wow. We have a list. We have a list from Kyrie Irving. A list where he would be okay going. How nice for him. It is Candy and Carlin. <laughs> Good for you, Jack. <laughs> Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus in for Greeny today. We are rolling on a Friday. We have got a jam-packed show for you today. That includes timing being everything in life, isn't it? And we'll explain what we mean by that in just a little bit. But really, after last night, let's just roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro from Duke University. It was a bit of a surprise at the top of the draft because leading up to the draft, it seemed like it was all locked in to be Jabari Smith up top, and then Paolo Boncaro gets the call. Everybody except for the betters who had jumped in and taken advantage of some odds and clearly had some uh, information in advance knew that this was going to be a, a case where it was going to be Jabari Smith, but then it turned into Bancaro, and that's who goes number one overall in the NBA draft. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, but it wasn't even the biggest story of the night. There were a couple of different stories, and we start with Kyrie Irving. And the fact, Canty, that now, according to Woj, we have a list of teams that he is willing to go to if, in fact, he does not uh, want to stay with the Nets and is looking for a sign and trade. That's great. Uh, I'm excited for you, Kyrie. That's You're that's not fantastic. excited for him, though, so why are you even saying that? Because I'm being sarcastic. Because now we have reached that point. It is two sides trying to make each other blink at this point. And but but is, it, is it two sides that are trying to make each other blink? Or is this Kyrie Irving throwing a tantrum in the Brooklyn Nets sitting back eating their popcorn? Because it feels more like the latter than the former. Uh, now I, think I, don't think I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are making a whole lot of overtures trying to push back on Kyrie. They're just watching the situation and observing, and they're waiting until June 29th because that's when the flop happens. If we're playing poker, that's the flop. Well, where the that's when we're going to see the cards that Kyrie Irving is actually holding and what he's actually willing to do. Where, where the Nets are fighting back on it is they're not handing over $250 million, and that's where it all stems from. And the but they don't that, have to say anything about that, Carlin. No, I'm, the, I'm their, saying behind their closed actions doors. or inaction is speaking volumes. And behind closed doors, that's what they continue to say. And they are letting him know that they're not going to do that. Here is Woj on the very latest last night on the draft coverage ESPN senior NBA insider if he was to leave and look for a team with salary cap space I'm told that it would be the Lakers but they've got a six million dollar exception for him to sign that's that's all he could do he would need the Nets help to do a sign and trade to a team the Nets would take back salary he could get a big contract that might be an unlikely scenario I think this is a negotiation. This is a conversation still that's been going on between the Nets and Kyrie Irving. He wants a long-term, big contract from them. They want to do a shorter deal that gives them some protections uh, in language and the contract because simply Kyrie Irving hasn't been available enough to the Nets, especially over the last couple years. And so there's a middle ground potentially that they'll be able to reach. But listen, what looms over all of this is Kevin Durant 
and, and how he feels about Kyrie Irving potentially leaving and this, then what this team would look like without Kyrie Irving. And how it would look without Kyrie Irving if Durant stays is obviously completely different than how it would look if Durant decides he wants out. Now, Kyrie has said he'd go to the Lakers, he'd go to the Knicks in a sign-and-trade, he'd go to the Miami Heat in a sign-and-trade, he'd go to the Sixers. Wouldn't that be amazing if James Harden somehow ended up with Kyrie on the team again? We know that's not going to happen. If he opts back in and wants a sign-and-trade, I don't understand where the Nets would go here in really doing much to kind of assist him along the way. Because even in a sign-and-trade, what are you going to really get back in return? Why would the Nets at any turn here do anything to help Kyrie Irving, who has done nothing to help them? Well, they wouldn't. And here's the thing about the list that Kyrie laid out yesterday. All of those teams, they don't necessarily want Kyrie Irving's services. Yeah. And that's the part that people need to understand. He might have six teams out there that he would feel comfortable going to. That doesn't mean those six teams have any interest in him. And just listening to people in and around the NBA talk, especially when it comes to the Knicks, Kyrie Irving may be an option for the Knicks, but he's not their top priority going into last night. He wasn't even their second priority. So it's just one of those situations where if you're Kyrie Irving, you have to take ste- take a step back and look at this thing objectively and understand that you don't have a lot of options. And quite frankly, you don't have another opportunity that's going to pair you with one of the three best players in the world. And then, oh, by the way, you get to stay in your hometown and play basketball. No. no. So, I mean, this is, a, this is a tailor-made situation for him now. You know, the, the, you know, the Wojas of the world, they're not ruling out the possibility that he could potentially reunite with LeBron James on that $6 million mid-level exception because that they he, have Because we know out he's there. a different guy. He is, that, he is a different guy, and he, he forego $17 million in salary this past season because of the games he didn't play in due to not being vaccinated. But, but here's the thing, Carlin. The Lakers' possibility is one that seems like, out of all of the teams that he listed, the most realistic. And here's why. After next season, the only people that the Lakers have on their payroll are Anthony Davis and THT on a player option. That's it. So there's the potential for them to re-sign LeBron James to a max and Kyrie Irving to a max after next season. So if there's a conversation that's being had between the Lakers' brain trust and Kyrie's camp, there could be a viable path for Kyrie to get the kind of max dollars that he's looking for but he's just going to have to absorb the risk of playing 2022-2023 without having that guarantee because the Lakers can only give him the mid-level, um, the mid-level exemption. That's it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, filling in for Greeny today. Let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Kyrie kind of plays in, kind of, to what happened with the Knicks last night, which I think logistically, we're all still trying to figure out. Here is Woj (laughs) on the Knicks draft last night. The goal for this Knicks team right now, gather up assets using those first-round picks that they can use in future trades and get salary cap space to make a run in free agency at Dallas Mavericks guard Jalen Brunson. And their goal is to try to lure Brunson to New York, his former agent, Leon Rose is the president of the Knicks, and they just hired his father, Rick Brunson, as an assistant coach. Look, I get the idea of what they're trying to do. If none of the guys that you loved at the 11th pick were there last night, 
and you couldn't make a deal for Jaden Ivey, which it seems as if the Pistons had no interest in moving away from him. Would you if you were the Pistons? I would not. Absolutely Because I love not. what their backcourt is right now and for can, the future. And can we say this too, Carla, while we're on it? Because I, I think this is one of the, the best moments that came out of last night. Just the raw emotion from Jaden Ivey when he heard his name called. And he's sitting there with his mom, and he can't even get words out. He's crying. It's just it, – it's it's – it's refreshing to see just those emotions on display and him being so excited to start his his career, his future in basketball in the NBA. I, I just I, I couldn't say enough about the young man and, and just how he presented himself. But in that moment, hugging his mom, who's the head coach of Notre Dame's women's basketball, just like being able to share that moment with her and then sharing his raw emotions with everybody that was watching last night. I just thought that was tremendous from Jaden Ivey. It was really awesome. Did. It was absolutely there, There's awesome. nothing not to like about Jaden Ivey. No, and I think some of that emotion was coming from the fact that there were tears of joy of not being drafted by the Kings. That probably <laughs> played a role, too. Now, having said all of that, where the Knicks are in what they did was trying to create more cap space, dumping off Kemba Walker, which... I think we're getting whitewashed a little bit over the fact that they signed him last year, and this is a mistake. They now had to attach a first-round pick to fix. Yeah. They get a couple of more first-round picks for it. They're, they're exceptionally conditional, exceptionally protected. Yep. And, yes, we are adding all of these into a big war chest. All of a sudden, the Knicks are becoming the Oklahoma City Thunder with trying to grab as many picks as they can to trade when the opportunity presents itself. And clearing cap space for Jalen Brunson here in a few weeks. Why are we assuming this is a done deal? I I don't buy for 100% that this is a done deal when the Dallas Mavericks can offer him more money and more years. And I get that Jalen Brunson and Leon Rose and Rick Brunson, uh, as Leon Rose's first ever client, all have an incredibly lengthy history together. And Rick Brunson being Jalen Brunson's father. Exactly, who was just hired by the Knicks a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Having said all of that... And he's from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yes, but when you (laughs) have all of the money factors that are involved, that the Mavericks can give him five years and about $115 million and and keep an additional 10% there because there's no state income tax in Texas, I am not thinking for a second that the Jalen Brunson thing is done. And can I just ask this question? If you get him, do your fortunes for next year automatically change? You're kind of expected to get him at this point. You're going to be a better team. You'll be You're going to be a you're going to be a better team. Much better? You're going to be a playoff team. The Knicks are going to be a playoff be team. No, I'm not I'm I, I'm being careful. You're going to be a playoff team. Jalen Brunson is a damn good player, but beyond that, Carlin, here's the thing that he brings to the table, which is why Knicks fans should be excited. He's a true point guard. He can distribute yes. the basketball. He can get the ball to R.J. Barrett. He can get the ball to Emmanuel quickly. If Julius Randle is still around, he can get the ball to those guys in their spots in the half-court offense and make it a lot easier for them to score buckets. And that's a big problem for the New York Knicks. Under Tibbs, they play outstanding defense, but they have a problem scoring in the half-court offense. They do. And so when they're going up against a set defense, Jalen Brunson is the guy that can run the show and that can break the defense down off the bounce, and then he can distribute the basketball. So I think from a shot creation standpoint, there's a huge value add when you bring somebody like that into the organization. And then beyond that, Jalen Brunson is a tough cover as for a backcourt player. 
because he's such a physical guard. But I don't know that it's 100% a lock that he comes here. You're right. It's, it's not 100% lock, but you did hire his yep. father. There is that longstanding relationship with Leon Rose, and he is from the area. So all of those things give the Knicks a fighting chance going into next week. But there is the possibility that if he doesn't, Something else happens, and that's what we're going to get to in a moment. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, and RV, and more. If something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. So if Brunson gets more money in Dallas and decides to stay there, the Knicks all of a sudden have a ton of cap space, money to spend, and nothing to do with it. Or is there something awfully big they could do with it that would make the owner very, very happy? We get to that in moments. Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp and all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year. And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash greenie dogs are an important part of our lives and keeping them protected is a top priority especially against nasty parasites that's why you gotta check out next guard plus a foxaloner moxidectin and pyrantol chewable tablets next guard plus chews provide one and done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks prevents heartworm disease plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders, dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. NextGuard is a registered trademark of Boehringer Ingelheim. Animal Health France, used under license. 2024 Boehringer Ingelheim Animal Health USA Incorporated, Duluth, Georgia. All rights reserved. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm still trying to figure out what it was on Paolo Banquero's suit. Last yeah, night. I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I can appreciate the look. Yeah. The purple was absolutely gorgeous. Like, yeah. I don't even know that you needed the rhinestones. That purple, it yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. Now, the only thing, if I was going to critique his look, and by no means am I a fashionista, the collar, the collar needs to be inside of the, the suit. Yeah. yeah. The collar was a little too flared out for me. Yeah. It, it was giving the 1970s disco vibes. Yeah, yeah turned, a little too far out. Yeah, he could have toned that down. But I thought he, I thought he looked great. I thought he handled himself well with the uh, with the questions that were being asked in the interviews. I mean, I can understand why the Orlando Magic would go that direction because Bancaro, from all accounts, seems like a culture builder. And Coach K had nothing but glowing things to say about it. You know, I, he had a little Prince vibe to him. And I'm always good with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a, I do fancy myself per, a fashionista. A little, little purple rain? Yeah. Okay. I, I, think it looks, I think it looked good. Okay. Maybe you, maybe you throw a little ascot in there like Prince. And you'll be no, 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 no. You're taking it too far now. Not the ascot look. Very few people can pull that off. It is Canty I don't and, think Bancaro or Charles Woodson can. <laughs> Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance in Fort Greeny today. Who and, knew Charles Woodson was going to catch a stray in our show this morning? I, I certainly did not. <laughs> well, I, you brought up the ascot. I know, but you're right that some people can pull that off. It's not for off. everybody. It's not for everybody. If I had a neck, I believe I could pull it off, but yeah. I don't actually have one. Yeah. It's just kind of my head attached to my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, ascot is reserved for very, very special individuals. Like the Dosa Keys guy, yeah. he can pull off an ascot. Yes. But you and I, probably not. Dosa Keys. Dosa Keys? Yeah. Dosa Keys. Dosa Keys? Yeah. Dosa Keys? You ever had Dosa Keys? I mean, I, I, listen, I, I've had it before. I, I might not be pronouncing it right. <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm sorry. Okay. Get us back guy. on track. Get us back on track. Let's Good go. We've got that. a show to do. Well, last night we talked about uh, going into the draft, about what the Knicks could potentially do at the 11th spot and whether or not they were going to try to trade up. And as we saw instead, instead of actually adding a player – they just offloaded salary cap or, or salary with uh, Kemba Walker, cleared cap space, got a couple of more conditional picks. Here's Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA for Run Office Insider, on SportsCenter last night with SVP explaining kind of what the Knicks did and if it was the right way to go. You traded the, uh, the 11th pick, and now you get three f- future-protected ones. I think two of them probably never come to fruition. They turn into to seconds, and the Milwaukee picks in 2025, and it, it, it feels like when you're moving Kemba Walker's salary and there's probably another move there that you're banking on free agency which is hard to do if you think it's going to be a player like maybe Jalen Brunson that you're going to pay 20 to $22 million in salary. So I just thought there was an opportunity for New York at pick 11 to go out and, and maybe get a building block here to add to R.J. Barrett and just build this roster organically. If you don't have somebody that you really like at that pick, I understand. And they also save $5 million in having to pay that player, whoever sure. that was. Yeah. The Jalen Brunson thing, we all operate under the assumption that that's going to happen. Okay. Should that be the priority? I think it should be. At going this point, going into next week, at yes. At this point, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Just make sure you get it done. Just, that's all Because I'm if you don't, you're going to get criticized. You're going to look silly. Absolutely. And, and, and getting but, it done now is a foregone conclusion. But listen, they looked silly once upon a time when they traded Kristaps Porzingis to the Dallas Mavs and cleared all that cap space by adding Tim Hardaway and all of those other guys. Mm-hmm in order to try to make a run at Kyrie and KD. 
Mm-hmm. They looked silly then when they cleared the decks for two max players and didn't land any of them. So they did the next best thing, which is add a lot of other players, including Julius Randle, on team-friendly contracts, most importantly having contracts that are structured in such a way where they can get out of them. So I think a part of this tenure's, I guess, tendency is to make sure that they structure contracts to have maximum financial flexibility so when they do get ready to take that big swing and it's the right player in the right situation they have the ability to do so i want you to follow me here in a hypothetical but a hypothetical that i do not believe is terribly far-fetched they have cleared all this cap space and they may clear more with nerland's noel and alec burks yes they would actually have room at that point for a max contract if somehow Kyrie does go that other way and decide, you know what, I'm opting out. I'm not opting in. I'm going to be a free agent, and maybe I'll go to the Lakers. Is it out of the realm of possibility that if Brunson didn't come to the Knicks, that Jim Dolan could step forward and just say, you know what, this is my chance to ensure that the team in the other borough is blown up. Let's go get Kyrie. Let's go do this. I could absolutely see that happening. And you're putting your head in your hand, but please do not tell me that fella. going going above Leon Rose, and I know Leon Rose has had all the, the power up until this point to make the decisions. Don't tell me that it's out of the realm of possibility that Jim Dolan could just say, you know what? No, we're doing this. He can't do it. He can't do it, and it's for several reasons, Carlins. Number one, the reception it's happened from— happened before. Well, it's happened before, but here's the thing. You're talking about an owner that's fighting for credibility in NBA circles, and this seems like he's on his last legs. Coming off of the Phil Jackson debacle, hiring Leon Rose, who's the former head of CAA basketball, this is his last gasp in terms of being able to have a functional franchise and allowing the people that you hire to do the jobs that they're actually responsible for. If James Dolan steps in and blows all of that up now, I don't know who he's going to get to step into this job in the future. I just don't know. So I think you have to let Leon Rose have the autonomy and do what he does. Walt Perrin, everybody on that staff, including World Wide West, you have to let them do what they do in order to get your franchise on solid footing. Listen, you already got glowing returns from them because in year one you're talking about this regime getting this team to the playoff and doubling the projected win total from Vegas in their first season now we understand that they were out over their skis and that wasn't probably something that they could replicate but at least they've shown that they can be competent in terms of doing their jobs let them do their jobs so I don't think he can step in for that reason but here's the other one Carlin if you go out and get Kyrie Irving that's not somebody that's going to be received by your fan base the way that you typically would expect when you commit $200 million on a max contract to a player. It's just not. Years ago, when those guys were in free agency, Knicks fans were saying, we'll take Kyrie if Kevin Durant comes with him. But if it's just Kyrie, we want no parts of him because they saw what he did in Boston. They saw what he did in Cleveland. Now you have the backdrop of seeing what he did in your own backyard the last three years in Brooklyn, Knicks fans don't want to sign up for it. They thought it was a dumb move back three years ago. They think it's even more ridiculous now. That's there's fine. No, I, there's no way James Dolan can do that. But no I don't chance. Think, I don't think Jim Dolan cares. 
Oh, he absolutely cares. He absolutely cares about the perception of his franchise. No question about no, it. No, no, he no, has no. rabbit ears. There's no oh, question he's got that rabbit James ears Dolan that cares. He he shuts down the media when he can, but he doesn't have rabbit ears where he's in the you know complaining about every single thing. He has shown that he does not care what other people think when he does what he wants to do, and and that has been clear. Now look, this is I wouldn't call it far fetched. But I would say it's, <laughs> it's not likely either. I'd yeah. say it's less than 50%. But I, if Jalen Brunson stays in Dallas, which I don't, I don't think that's unlikely. I think that's definitely possible because well, of the I'm not, financial I'm not going to rule it out. What are you doing otherwise? What else well, are you doing? Well, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know exactly where they're going to pivot to, and it's not like this is a very deep free agent class. It's Zach Levine, and there's a whole lot of other guys that you would say, oh, nice player. I don't know if that's a max player. So it, it'll be interesting to see where they go if it's not Jalen Brunson. But point guard has got to be the focus for the New York Knicks. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Magic, an icon on and off the court with 10 NBA championships, five as a player, five as an owner. But he's more than just a baller. He's an investor Two, off the court, he turned $40 million into over $600 million, and the real news is what he's doing next. He's betting on a completely overlooked $1.7 trillion asset class that is expected to explode by another trillion by 2026. Magic's investing partner said he thinks it will outperform stocks and bonds, and it seems like he's right because while most people are down 5, 10, 20%, a group of investors putting money into this asset are up 33% in 2022. They're keeping their wealth safe from inflation and diversifying for the future, and you can too. With over 450,000 members, demand is high, but you can skip to the front of the line when you go to masterworks.com and use promo code GREENY. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. There's no guarantee of profits, and investing includes risk of loss. That's masterworks.com, promo code GREENY. Driven down the left field line. It is a base hit. It goes into the corner. And the Yankees have done it again. Trevino scores. And they come all the way back for a dramatic 7-6 victory. Their ninth walk-off of the year. Aaron Judge continuing to get it done. The great Michael Kay on the Yes Network. And Aaron Judge was in the zone last night. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. For more on this, as Judge has his arbitration hearing today. With timing being everything, we welcome in Buster Olney, ESPN senior baseball writer and insider. Buster, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. And I do want to make sure that we emphasize that what Aaron Judge has done this year, in theory, does not have anything to do with the outcome of his arbitration hearing today. But I'm sure he wasn't too disappointed in having that happen last night, nonetheless. (laughs) No, it kind of reminds me of uh, when, you know, a judge gives the instructions to a jury. And I don't mean Aaron Judge. You know, a judge in a court (laughs) gives instructions to a jury where they say, disregard anything you've read in the newspaper or social media. You're not allowed to pay attention to that. That's, in theory, what the arbitrators need to do in this case. Uh, Because, of course, the only reason why we have the arbitration hearing in season is because the owners locked out the players. Uh, All of the arbitration stuff was backed up into the season. 
But you're right. Uh, the arbitrators are not to consider anything from 2022. Neither side is supposed to present anything that happens in 2022. But it is interesting <laughs> that, you know, certainly for the last two and a half months, uh, you probably have the arbitrators reading about Aaron Judge could be the first guy in more than 20 years. He had 60 homers. Aaron Judge is the front runner for the American League MVP. Aaron Judge got the game-winning hit against the Astros last night. Um, it, it is interesting timing, and it's especially going to be interesting timing if, in fact, he loses his case, uh, which I think is a, you know is a possibility when you look at some of the precedents. Buster, I can't imagine that's going to build up a lot of goodwill in Aaron Judge's camp. But coming into this year, Brian Cashman tried to get a deal done in the 11th hour before the season started. That contract extension number started with a two in front of it. I think presumably everybody is saying that the number now is going to be starting with a three in front of it when we get to this winter. But just exactly what does a contract look like if Aaron Judge is able to keep up this pace throughout the regular season? Yeah, uh, and I, I think you're 100% right. I think it would hap- it would be a three in front of it. And by the way, uh, you know, as of an hour ago, from what I heard, there have been no talks about an extension. Uh, it I wouldn't surprise me if the Yankees at some point in recent days, you know, tried to settle the arbitration case. Uh, and they will at some point engage uh, Aaron Judge, probably after he becomes a free agent, uh, you know, talks in a long-term deal. Uh but I, I think this bidding is going to go beyond uh, where the Yankees are comfortable. This is starting to remind me a lot of when Albert Pujols was with the Cardinals and he became a free agent at the end of 2011. And, you know, that franchise, one of the signature franchises in baseball, said, you know what, as great as you've been, that's, uh, those numbers are take, going to a place where we just don't want to do it. And all it takes is one excited invested owner to sort of blow uh, all the numbers out of the water and my goodness (laughs) if you're talking about a player who could inspire an owner into making an offer you know uh in the 300 million dollar plus range Aaron Judge would be that guy he's a home run hitter he's a a really popular player he's bigger than life literally six seven 282 pounds and whether that's the owner of the Giants or the owners of the Mets or the owner of the Boston Red Sox or Chicago Cubs, I think somebody's going to deal with that. Buster Oldie, Baseball Tonight podcast. It is everything you need every day to get you all caught up on what's going on in baseball. Can I just ask what is probably a stupid question? Was there any thought, was there any thought on the Yankees' part here, Buster, after opening day, and they come out and tell everybody what Aaron Judge was offered and it clearly did not go over well with Judge in his camp. That just with how great he has played to just say, you know what, Aaron, instead of the 17, here's the 21 million because they're well over the luxury tax as it is. And maybe just try to get some positive vibes going toward the end of the year. Two things on that. One, uh, when we're talking arbitration cases, this is not uh, Aaron Judge versus the Yankees. This is Major League Baseball versus the Players Association. And whatever number uh, you know, results in the, in the judge arbitration case is going to be precedent for other teams. And, you know, in talking with folks uh, on management side with other teams, they're saying, boy, if judge were to win this case, it would really alter the trajectory for players who've lost, you know, a lot of times to injuries. Because typically 
when you've had uh, you know players in their third, fourth, fifth years who've lost significant time, that's had a big impact on what their salary is. If Judge gets $21 million, that's going to push up the numbers for other teams, which is why you know Major League Baseball doesn't want <laughs> Judge to get $21 million because of, of how it would affect. The other thing, too, is that Aaron Judge has handled all this so well that I think that from the Yankees' perspective, they feel like, look, no matter what happens, he's still going to be a great teammate. He's still going to try to win. On the eve of the season, I asked, and this is right after their contract uh, talks broke up. I asked Aaron Boone, hey, you know, how is this going to affect Judge? Because at that time, you remember, we were wondering if he gets off to a bad start. Is he going to get booed in Yankee Stadium? Uh, and, and Aaron Boone just looked at me and smiled. He goes, no, he's so invested in his teammates uh, and what they're trying to accomplish. It's not going to be a factor. And guys, I think that's where we are going forward. Even if Aaron Judge were to lose this case, even if he hears ugly stuff on the Zoom call that starts at noon today from the Yankees' side, I think he's so invested in Anthony Rizzo and Giancarlo Stanton and Garrett Cole and trying to win a championship and set records like where the Yankees haven't gone before. I think he's going to set all this aside mentally and go forward and use it as motivation. Buster, awesome stuff as usual. Buster Olney, ESPN, uh, MLB insider, senior writer, and, of course, the Baseball Tonight podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks. See you guys. Up next, is this actually the era where super teams are coming to an end? Are we entering that era? Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Father's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Father's Day. Whether you're shopping for your brother's first Father's Day or your Renaissance man grandpa whose interests are all over the map, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and over. You can also sort by category like cologne, watches, and more, or gift lists like items for the grill master or the golfer you can also get top tech from beats headphones to jbl portable speakers or if you're looking for top brands you'll find gifts from calvin klein polo ralph Lauren, and columbia so what are you waiting for father's day is june 16th and it'll be here before you know it macy's offers the ultimate gift guide to make selecting something special for dad incredibly easy this year head to macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice 
is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Last night on ESPN Radio, on the coverage of the NBA draft, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, joined Alan Hahn and the crew and was asked specifically if the era of the super team has come to an end. My honest answer is I hope so. You know, again, one of the reasons I said in the opening remarks tonight that why the draft is so important, Steph Curry 7, Clay 11, Draymond 35. You're right, same with Celtics built, call it the old-fashioned way. I mean, obviously, you know, you know, Andrew Wiggins was a big additional piece come, coming through a trade. I think if the fans appreciate teams built that way, and of course, it's interesting, what team could be more super than the Warriors? <laughs> but they're not a super team the way we all mean it. Well, they're, they're not a super team the way we all mean it because they've all just stayed intact together. Yes. They have been able to do that. They are a super team. But as far as free agency and all of that stuff and, and having players come together to form that, I'm not 100% convinced that it's over yet. I, I want to wait to see what happens when this Kyrie situation potentially blows up. I want to wait to see a couple until next summer when there is massive, massive free agency, uh, free agent players that are available before we really can declare that it is 100% over as of yet. Well, if Brooklyn has showed us anything, just assembling great players doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a championship team. No, it, it doesn't. You, it gives you an opportunity. It gives you a ticket to the dance, but it doesn't guarantee you're going to be holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy. Now, that being said, in the NBA, I'd rather have the talent. Yes. When you got guys like KD, Kyrie, James Harden once upon a time, like that, that those, those are significant pieces. And from a talent standpoint, there are going to be a lot of nights and games where you can just out-talent people. But, but when it comes to championship-level basketball, I think the sustainable model is what Golden State has been able to do. But it's so hard to identify those players and those, those guys that have those traits that will complement one another and allow you to go on the run that we've seen with them winning four championships over eight years. Here's what I'll say, Carlin. When it comes to the super team era, I, I don't think it's over. I think the NBA has tried to put measures in place. They've tried to make sure that the team that drafts a guy can give them more years and more money than anybody else on the open marketplace. Yeah. They've tried to do those things. They've tried to curb some of the sign and trade actions. They've put in measures to try to keep guys where they're at. But ultimately, when it comes to the best players, because of how we judge those guys, because it comes down to the legacy of those players, a lot of guys are going to opt for the mobility and playing with other superstars because they want a chance to be able to win a ring. And that's what led KD to leave Oklahoma City after he had the team that he left to down 3-1 in the Western Conference playoffs. He went to Golden State. He won two championships. All of a sudden, now everybody says, okay, Kevin Durant is a top 10 to 12 player of all time. Those are the things that are going to drive the best players in the game to make those decisions to go to different franchises. Chris, while there is an awful lot of growth in teams like the Miami Heat who do things the right way and really develop their players exceptionally well – and maximize what they fully get out of guys. You know, they can turn guys who were, you know, maybe borderline roster guys into real good role players in the league, and they get one superstar and another good player in place. They can do a lot. The bottom line is those teams don't get over the top 
to win championships without having multiple max players on your team. And we've seen that in terms of the teams that win championships. We, I mean, look at the Milwaukee Bucks last year. They had multiple max players on the team. Sure. You know, you would go back to Toronto a couple of years ago with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that, that was really only the only guy at the time. Yes. But they had a player who was becoming a max player in Siakam as well. Yeah. You know, so they had guys who were there either by the draft, which, as Adam Silver pointed out last night, mm-hmm. you can be that homegrown team. But I think those are more few and far in between than in between. And you're still seeing other teams that are not really worried all that much about the draft as much as they're worried about going and getting superstars. Yeah, because they want the proven commodity, yes. and I don't blame them. I mean, when you have one of those guys, it makes everybody on your team better. They have the tendency to make everybody they're on the court with that much better. So, yeah, give me the max players. Give me the guys that are a proven commodity rather than giving me draft picks because I know what I'm ultimately getting. The draft picks, maybe they work out, maybe they don't. But if I'm going after a guy in free agency and I'm paying him max money, it's because I know he can be an impact player in this league and he can help me on the road to trying to win a championship. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. What are the Knicks doing? We'll explain. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.